Hello there. Hey, Billy. How are you doing? All right, so far by yourself. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's good to hear. So, uh, have you been enjoying your uh, yourself recently, or is there anything anything cool you want to talk about today? Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, last week we had kind of a odd week. Yeah, uh, basically, well, if our listeners didn't catch on, we didn't upload an episode last week. That was mainly because during our recording, it just wasn't as good as it usually is during both of our sides. We just weren't really as into it. So I don't know exactly where our standards are in terms of releasing episodes, but we realized that that was below our standards, so we just decided to not have listeners listen to a a not good episode and instead just uh there's like 60 something episodes most people aren't going to be caught up anyway so they're going to have enough to listen to i'm sure it'll be fine but this week we're going to do it we're going to upload it it will be uploaded are you like in the rain or something is there uh something going on out there (laughs) billy i love that you always jump like <laughs> okay, I don't know. I just thought that you might have just been some sort of rainstorm all of a sudden. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> no, uh, no rainstorm. Just a normal, just a normal um, hand washing. Okay, yeah, that is a weird assumption for me to make. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you just want to do our intro and we'll go into our. Uh, super energetic episode so neither of us fall asleep oh yeah I don't think I used to doubt that that was like a good intro I was like oh man like I'm doing it but honestly I love it I think it's so good it's like I didn't really say that is you know? Yeah, it's the uh it's one of the very first things I remember when we do these episodes, mainly because it's it, it's like one of the first things that we say that is repetitive the whole time. Well, I guess me saying hello there is pretty common, but it, it's it's the main thing that you say, I guess. Yeah, it's like mainly the only thing I say the entire episode, so Yeah. <laughs> um it could even be marked as original, technically speaking, it's something that we do every single time. I suppose so, that makes sense. Interesting, interesting thing to think about. Let's get to our underneath of our episode. Um, I wanted to talk about my trip to Bear Lake. And I want to hear it, so that works out pretty well. So, apparently it's a pretty cool place. It's like six and a half hours away from me. Um, six hours if you're driving five miles over the speed limit. Right. Um, it's pretty cool, honestly. Like, the water is like, it's known for its blue water. I know all water is pretty much blue, but... We hope so. It's like almost uh, Gatorade blue, you know? Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I like the Glacier Breeze kind of color. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Which is really cool. Um. Anyways, sorry. I know you're good. Just description. It's if it's all good. We went up there with me, my friend, my best friend Taylor, and my best friend Dan, and then Taylor's younger sister, Ava. And Dan and Taylor are dating. And so, like, we were both. So, I was best friends with Dan first, and then I became best friends with Taylor. And then, like, kind of. Kind of introduced them, and then they like, came up, and now they're like, well, oh. that's how love works. I think it's nice that you indirectly or directly even cause them to be together. I think that's a that's, that's a pretty good thing. so we could make the drive up and spend a little bit more time and um yeah it's just a good time we were supposed to go in a big group but um it didn't work out actually so that was just the four of us and uh someone for cousins hopped in and he came up as well and Right. Wasn't it like written by a twelve-year-old or something? Spoilers. Oh yeah, sorry, not spoilers. But, <laughs> um, my main line is like, it's time to clean up this mess. So, yeah. If you're one of the murderers, aren't you making the mess that you're cleaning up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also my murder weapon is a broom. Oh, okay. So, yeah, That's. <laughs> That doesn't sound like the best, like, murder weapon. Like, I feel like it would take a while to kill someone with a broom. Yeah. Yeah, the end parts of a broom are generally not very, like, rough. Like, it would take a long time for that to really injure you. I guess maybe the other side, but I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I don't want to, like, criticize a 12-year-old's uh, writing abilities. But still... <laughs> Oh, okay, I'm fine with that then. 
All right, well, that sounds like you had a pretty fun time, as far as I understand, at least. Okay, what'd you forget to tell me? It's called the nuts. Okay. Right. Um, anyway, it's the French one. This shit. Apparently, the town that Maiden is known for the raspberry. And so I never actually got a raspberry shake, but I got a blackberry banana shake. It was literally one of the best shakes I've ever had in my life. It was so delicious. That does sound pretty good. I uh, I don't think that I'll probably be there soon, if at all, since it's in a pretty far away area. But uh, if I ever go in that area, hypothetically, that sounds like a pretty interesting thing to uh, do. So I go where Ben said to go, uh, unless you just don't want to go there. In that case, who can't really make you? Alrighty. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's just me, but I feel like uh, your voice is a little quieter this episode. Is there something going on with your microphone or something, or is that just me? Um, actually, well, okay, not, I don't currently have one that I've finished, uh, it's also kind of weird for me to mention, like, a microphone issues, like, ten minutes in, I didn't entirely think that through, but, um, I'm, I'm currently reading, uh, Dracula by Bram Stoker, I've, I'm only about 101 pages out of, like, 420, yeah, I know, 420 blaze it, it's not a joke or something, it's serious, it really is 420 pages long, but, um, I'm like currently reading it, but I'm not finished yet, so I prefer to wait until I give my full opinion on that before that happens. Um, but yeah, I'm currently reading that. I should have it done within a week or two, I imagine. I, I don't know. Who knows? But um, I was going to talk about some of the uh, like Dracula-related stuff. So. Um, have you, well, like, I mean, I already know based on a previous episode we tried to record, have you heard much about the Castlevania series? Actually, no, I have not. All right. Well, okay, you are sounding a little bit louder, so that definitely helps. Um, well, for the Castlevania series, it's a game series about uh, the Belmont family usually trying to kill Dracula and other characters. Uh, Dracula comes back to life like every other game or something like that. And, uh, they, they, they gotta stop them through various means and then there's the Netflix series it has a total of four seasons uh, that's that's apparently it from the main Castlevania show uh, there's no more after that at least not in that main thing I think there, there may be some sort of like spin-off eventually but in terms of just the main one it's just four seasons that are out now on Netflix 
So, well, I guess some of them are also available physically. Like I've seen the Blu-rays and DVDs of the first three seasons so far, and I have the first two, so that's nice. Um, the first season has only four episodes, and they're all around like 24-ish minutes long. So it won't take you long to watch the first season. Second one has um, eight episodes, I think it is, and then the third and fourth have ten each, I'm pretty sure. I know the fourth one does, and I'm pretty sure the third one does as well. Anyway, the first one, it's... Well, they're mainly all based on either Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse on the NES, with the characters Trevor Belmont, Saifa Belnades, and Alucard, uh, along with uh, Dracula. He does his uh, trying to destroy humanity through various reasons. And uh, what happens is... The first season is basically setting up the death of uh, Dracula's wife, Lisa's death, which is based off of one of the scenes in Castlevania Symphony of the Night, one of the more popular PlayStation Castlevania games. And uh, what happens there is... Oh, yeah, I guess spoilers for it. I I should have probably mentioned that. Uh, Did I spoil anything for you? Um, Yeah. I don't think you spoiled anything for me, Billy. I uh, I think you're doing a great job of explaining it. I I think you've given the details that are necessary to um, basically understand. You've given the um, reference details. Okay, that's good. I mean, it's been out for a few years now, so I guess that specific point isn't much of a spoiler. So uh, I, I won't talk about too much of the later ones, at least. But uh, that's just what happens mainly in the first season. They, like, get their team together. And then the second season is them trying to fight Alucard and his various vampire characters. But the issue is they have to keep Dracula's castle still because it just keeps teleporting different places. So they can't go into it just really easily. They have to make it stop in one area. Um, so then a whole bunch of stuff happens. Um that's, I think it's pretty good. And then there are two characters towards the end that are based off of other characters named Hector and Isaac from Castlevania Curse of Darkness from PlayStation 2, which is a game I haven't played myself. Uh, I think I've only played Lament of Innocence on the PlayStation 2 for the Castlevania series, but uh, that's not really too related to it. Uh, besides, I think there's like one reference in Season 2 to uh, Leon Belmont, who I think is a character there. I'm not too familiar with the whole extended Castlevania lore, so I'm not as familiar there. But they do that, and then Season 3 is like people trying to revive Dracula for whatever reason. And to an extent, Season 4, but that's like only one... like. It's kind of weird. Uh, season three, like the characters are all split up, kind of like in the episodes of like The Walking Dead or something, where there are some characters that just don't appear in some episodes that show up in entirely different ones because they only focus on one group. It's kind of like that, except the whole season is like that, and a lot of the characters don't meet up with each other. It feels a lot more like a setup season for most of the separate characters. Like Alucard has his own thing with these twins, and. And then, but but it doesn't really go anywhere. Like it emotionally affects him, but then it doesn't stick in season four. Really, um, the Hector and Isaac character go forward with what they're doing, but they uh, but the weird thing is they just don't really. Like I said for the previous thing, they don't really stick to it based on season four's introduction. Um, Sypha and uh, Trevor have their own trying to stop this 
uh, guy. I, I don't I don't even know who the antagonist of season three is. I gotta be honest. It's been a while since I've watched it. Um, they they're trying to save this town from this like army of monsters and such and like someone trying to revive dracula i think he like does succeed at tra- like accessing dracula from the like underworld or something but he just like slots away the portal or something like that and it completely fails which i think is kind of funny but um season four it continues on i think it's a bit better than season three it made like the setup of season three feel worth it even though it was kind of slow at points there I feel like it was just pretty good overall to have a different like main enemy character to fight throughout the main ending of the last couple episodes. So I think it's worth watching for sure. Uh, if you can somehow get it physically, that'd be pretty nice. I saw at Walmart when the first season came out, it like also along with the Blu-ray came with a shirt of Castlevania, which I, I still have. And I only saw it that one time and I'm glad I got it then because like I said before, I've never seen it before otherwise, so if you can get it, I recommend it, um, or just watch it, or play the games, or all of the above, so uh, yeah, do you think it's more interesting based on my description of it? I'm definitely more interested now than I was at the beginning of the episode, Billy. Oh, good. Yeah, it's I only think... like... Hmm? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. It's only like 32 episodes like for the whole series, which is kind of low compared to a lot of other series, especially like modern sitcoms or something that go along for like eight or nine seasons and just go for like 20, 30 episodes each. So it's not as uh, difficult to go through. It is kind of like a gory series with a lot of uh, like blood and such and various monster parts. Uh, like the vampire killer uh, Trevor's main like weapon like explodes a lot of enemies it's kind of weird but uh or, or like he, basically he hits them and then like their bodies like from the inside out have this like heat explosion thing it's kind of weird like they don't all do that but a fair amount of them do so if that's an issue for you then maybe you don't want to watch it but i don't know it's it's not like it's not like a realistic gore like well, okay some of it is like it's pretty unrealistic for like a monster to try to eat you or for you get like hit with an ice uh, that like gets created through the rain and hits you at like Mach 5 speeds or something. So it's it's gory, but it's not all like realistic like worries in real life gory. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I actually was going to watch this series a while ago on Netflix. I think I had it in my list, but I just never got around to watching it. Okay, well, I'd certainly recommend it. Um, I think it would be a lot better if you were to play some of the games, really see what happens in some of them, just so you get some of the references. Like, I've played a fair amount of them, or at least the older ones, and I still missed out on a lot of them. But uh, especially, like I said, Castlevania 3 and Symphony of the Night, if you played those, then you'll, like, get the idea of the plot for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's pretty good. I've been playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night on my PlayStation Vita recently. Uh, you can do some pretty cool stuff with, um, like, getting a certain... Like, there's a certain weapon, I think it's called the Crusade Grim, something like that. I don't know exactly, that you get... Uh, 
in the inverted castle because you go through the castle and then try to fight Richter Belmont uh, because apparently he's evil now and you play as Alucard but what happens is he's actually being controlled by another character so then you have to find these glasses that allow you to see the orb above him so that you can reach another castle that comes from the sky but it's upside down compared to the castle you were just in and there's an item that drops from an enemy that's like really uncommon but if you get it you can absolutely break the game just because like every time you hit the button it shoots like four like uh, blades and there's no like invincibility frames from the enemies so it only does like 30, 40 something damage each. But since it hits it so many times within like a fraction of a second, it ends up doing like a couple hundred actual units of damage in a second just because it's so powerful. And there are certain enemies that if you beat, you just keep leveling up and keep getting stronger. Like if you know what to do, you can make the inverted castle really easy. And I think it's just really fun, like just in general. And it, it was one, a, a really good decision to make some of the series based off that. It, well, not necessarily the whole plot, but at least in terms of some of the designs. Gotcha. Yep, you can get oh. that on the... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, this is the last thing I'll mention on it. Uh, you can get it on the PlayStation. Uh, you can get it digitally on the PlayStation 3, 4, and 5, uh, Xbox 360, and the Xbox consoles above that. So I think it's also on like mobile, like iPad devices. I'm not sure if I would recommend that because using a touch screen is a little more difficult for it, but I just recommend playing it in some form. Gotcha. Um,. Okay, I was going to say, that reminds me of on Skyrim, actually. Were you, mm -hmm. Are you familiar with Skyrim at all, Billy? A little bit. It's kind of weird. It's actually one of the like few really major games that even though I'm a bit of a gamer, I'd say, I haven't actually played very much of a Skyrim. Like, I have played it, like about an hour or so in the intro but i just got distracted by other stuff and haven't gone back to it so i am familiar with it but not overly like i couldn't tell you the characters or the world that you're in or anything like that gotcha gotcha okay well let me explain it like this then so you it's pretty common in games that you have like a companion right mm -hmm. so you can have a companion um and um when you have that companion you can direct them to like pick objects up mm -hmm. um and there's this uh there's this specific place you can go where there's a giant bone laying on the ground and you can direct your companion to pick it up and if you remove all of the weapons from their inventory, that will become their main weapon. And which kind of stinks because typically you're giving your companion things to carry so that you don't have to carry it. Mm -hmm. So you lose out on a lot of carrying capacity. But the, the giant bone deals 115 hit points of damage per hit which is absolutely skyrocketed insane like that's so much damage 
and so it just makes the gameplay like completely it's like an easter egg that you would never find if you didn't watch gameplays or anything but it was pretty awesome i thought okay i'm kind of curious like just to get an idea because i'm not familiar with it like you said it's like 115 damage i think you said like what's Mm -hmm. the like how much greater is that by comparison to other weapons other weapons until you get to like a really 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 high level that's like that's like crazy so typically your your damage or like your health is maybe about a hundred is where you would start at and so one hit from that and you're dead so it's like that it's like that for the first like probably 20 or so levels and then you can continue to grow and like you get armors and certain things that help to boost it but i think the highest health i ever had was like 300 or something and so but i don't i don't remember i could definitely get like bagged by a lot of gamers that are like there's no way blah 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 i literally don't remember from um I, like the last time I played Skyrim was in high school, and that was a while ago now. <laughs> right? Yeah, I have I've played it more recently, but not enough to really understand it. So I'll have to get back into that. It's, I'm like I'm too, too distracted with other games like Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I've been playing Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time over the past uh, like two or so weeks. That's been a really fun time, even though it's uh, like absurdly difficult at points. Mm-hmm. Um, I know last time we talked about the X-Men, um, I, I talked about those movies. I'm honestly kind of more interested just to talk about Crash Bandicoot 4 because it's like more interesting, I think it is, just to talk about. I don't know. Probably not as relatable to the audience. But Billy, uh, why not have a video game episode? That's what we're doing right now. Oh we, man, you're right. We're having a video game episode. I actually want to talk about really quickly, though. Um, you know what? You go first, and then I'll bring this up because it might actually shift the the conversation into a different direction. So, you go first, and then and then I'll talk. Okay, so I've been playing Crash Bandicoot Four, and uh, okay, it's kind of weird because the Japanese game Crash Bandicoot: Wrath of Cortex was actually called Crash Bandicoot Four. So there are now like it wasn't that way in America. It was just Crash Bandicoot: Wrath of Cortex. So now there's like two Crash Bandicoot 4s. It's kind of weird, but um, it's it's a really weird game because it's so much longer to 100% compared to the other games. Like uh, Crash Bandicoot Warped is my personal like favorite of the original PlayStation games that got remastered on the Insane trilogy. It, it's like capital N dot sane. I'm not just pronouncing it weirdly by accident. I do that with a lot of things, but like that specifically is intentional. So that's my favorite of that. And it takes me maybe four or so hours to do all the main 27, like 30-ish, 31 levels, along with the time trials, which require you to play the game again. But uh, most of the levels you have to do under a certain time limit with breaking boxes to make sure you uh, get through all the uh, time boxes to lower the time so you can get the relics you need because you need a gold relic to get the best ending. But with 
Crash Bandicoot 4, I understand this is my first time playing the game, so I'm not going to be as good at it naturally, but I've spent like almost 30 hours into the game and I'm like collecting all the gems within it and it's just taking so much longer. I've only done one time trial and I got like the third best uh, type of relic that you need to get the best ending because you need like a platinum relic. It goes basically sapphire is the worst, gold is the next one, platinum is the main one you should be getting in this game and then there's also the toys for bob relics because they're like the developers of the game like that's like an optional part you don't have to get that kind but for the required one it's the platinum relic i only got the sapphire one through just doing it once on a level just to, to make sure i could get the trophy for doing a time trial and it's kind of weird because the other games only had like one maybe two gems in each level this one has six and it's really weird because three of them are just to get Wumpa Fruit, which is basically just like main collectible. And then you get another gem for getting every box in the level. You get another one for beating it in three deaths or less. So you have to be careful about how many times you die in the levels with all your checkpoints and such. And then there's another one for um, finding the hidden gem within the level because they're supposed to have these other gems hidden within it so you have to keep searching and do really absurd things in some levels like you have to shift gravity by going backwards in the level compared to where you were going when usually going backwards when you get a gravity power up makes you lose it and you have to like go into an area that you think you die at and then go reverse it again but forward in order to go get the gem. It's really weird to explain, but you have to do that for one of them in a specific level that I don't really like. But you have to do that. Sometimes it's easy as just go right at the beginning of the level and it's hidden somewhere. Or you have to like fall down in a specific area. It's it's really weird. And then there are inverted levels where it's the same level but flipped over. And there's these weird filter to make it last a lot longer in some levels. Like there's this water physics kind of thing in one of the future worlds and then there are just also ones that make it look like a comic book it's really weird then you also have the insanely perfect relics which require you to get every box in the level you can't miss a single one you can't die um you don't have to get the hidden gem or anything like that and the wumpa fruit is not a requirement you just have to get every box without dying which sounds simple but when you actually do it when you can't really make any mistakes it's not very easy and some levels don't have any of the uh the shield power-ups the aku aku masks or what they're called in the game you can't die and you can't get hit because some levels just don't have any of those and you can't bring them from level to level so you just have to do some levels just all in one go not getting hit at all can't die every box and some of them are hidden in these really obscure places that you'd never think to get uh, some of them like the camera doesn't even show you the path of like how to get to a certain area like you have to go away from the camera's point of view in order to get to a certain area some of the gems and boxes are in a really bad position and sometimes they're just way too many like in the original games like i think maybe a hundred and 30 or 50 was the most you get in any level most of them were on the 30 to 60 boxes there's like a level in this game that has like 502 or something like that it's like not even close how uh just really difficult it is to get everything there one of my friends travis who's been on the podcast before has played the games like for years 
and played way more than I have. And even him, it took like many, like dozens of hours to get everything done. And he got it like quite a bit closer to its release. So I think it's a really fun game. It's really difficult though. And I'm not sure if I'd recommend getting all the gems, but, uh, or even the boxes to just maybe go through level to level. It's fun, but it's not something that I could really recommend to people, even if you played the game. Uh, I'm not sure if, if you're interested in playing the Crash Bandicoot series at all. Have you heard that much? Um, yeah, actually, I was introduced to it with uh, Zach Mills, who has been on the podcast one episode, I believe. Yes. And... Um... He, uh, well, I, I learned about it because of Uncharted. Oh, yeah, I think you mentioned that before. Yeah, and so it was actually created by the same people. Right. And that's why sometimes, like, Uncharted has, like, very different, um, than your normal video game. It has different perspectives in traveling, like, if you're running or if there's, like, a, an intense chase scene or something. Mm-hmm. then it's actually like a lot different than what you would normally expect but um, yeah so that was that's how I actually learned about Crash Bandicoot is because of uh, Zach Mills introduced it to me nice I, uh, have you like played the games or have you just seen some gameplay um, I've played it a little bit but it's like really difficult because it's such an odd um like i said the um perspective because you're running towards the screen yeah which is just not what i would what you would normally expect from a from a game yeah it is kind of weird for the listeners who don't know what it really is it's it's a three-dimensional game but you're more just going on one straight section like okay imagine your phone that you're you may be listening to this on if you like face it downwards or like kind of angle it down so it's like flat it's like going the straightforward direction like how you're looking straight forward now is the way you have to go for most levels of the Crash Bandicoot games. Although some areas require you to go like towards the camera, but like the camera doesn't adjust. So you have to just go really slowly because you can't see what's in front of you. It's, it's really weird to like explain, but uh, some of the levels in fact are just like side scroller levels where you just go left to right or up or down or something like that. So it, it is it does, does have some more traditional levels like that. Uh, I know like the first game at least, I don't know if this is the one you played, um, especially the original version of the game, it was kind of weird because you couldn't save unless you hit a bonus room. And I've, most levels had a bonus room, to be fair, but you had to collect these tokens in order to get in. So if there was a level that you were having a lot of trouble with and you couldn't save the game, that just wasn't an option for you. Because if it's too difficult and you can't save, like, you can't really get around that. Uh, thankfully, the later games uh, improve upon that by just letting you save whenever you want, which is a really good thing. And the remake on the Insane Trilogy, like I was mentioning before, does fix that. So you can just save when you're at the menu screen in between levels. And that's it. That problem is just totally gone. So that's definitely good. But I'm 
I, I'm sure that when you were playing whatever game it was, it wouldn't have been that remade version. So, yeah, you're kind of right. It is a little bit like a weird perspective. And the Uncharted games sometimes have that, where at least in the first two games, they're the only ones I've really played a lot of, you like go t- towards the camera if something's chasing you, or vice versa. But at least you can see a lot more of the screen that's not as difficult. So there are some references to each other's franchise, which is kind of nice, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it's really interesting how they, um, how they did that. But, um, okay, are you ready to potentially move on to the next section, Billy? Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything left on this topic. I uh, think I've exhausted my uh, Crash Bandicoot in Castlevania knowledge at the moment. Okay, that's fair. Um, well, I actually got really excited tonight because we were playing uh, Smash Bros. Oh, yeah. Are you familiar with Smash Bros. at all, Billy? Yeah, I've been... Um... I've I've played most of the games. I haven't played much of the Melee, one of the really popular ones, but I played the original one, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, the 3DS version, uh, the Ultimate game. I'm. Did you... I'm guessing you're playing it with how many other people tonight? Um, so, four other people. Um, we're playing uh, on the Switch. Have you ever played on the Switch, Billy? Yeah, uh, I mean, like, that specific game, or just the console in general? Yeah, well, the, uh, Crash, or not Crash, the... Well, I have played that on the Nintendo Switch, yes. Uh, I meant Smash Bros, though. Right, I I have played that a little bit on there. I mean, my Nintendo Switch Lite, like, I don't have it myself. Well, I have the system. My brother actually has the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate game, so I don't really play it too often, not that I couldn't just ask him for it. But, uh, yeah, it's something that I've enjoyed a lot. Um, did you have any specific characters you'd like to use often? I actually really am not very good at it, and so I always use Kirby. Oh, okay. But, I will tell you this, and this is what, this really reminded me of you, and it made me kind of happy, um, is, uh, Mega Man. Right. Now, Billy, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this about Billy or not, but... Billy's actually kind of a Mega Man connoisseur, and I would even say legend. <laughs> uh, there's um, actually a game called Mega Man Legends. It's kind of funny how you mention that. <laughs> um, Billy, do you want to talk about Mega Man a little bit and just kind of the background? I know in high school that that was kind of a big thing that you... For, for me specifically and not many other people, yeah. Actually, before I go on to that, I do want to ask... Um, do you have any characters you'd like in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? Because there's like two characters left in the Challenger pack. Um, that I would like or that yeah. I do like? Uh, that you would like to have there that aren't either in there now or confirmed to be there in the game. Um, man. Well, it just kind of depends on what they have the rights to, you know, because it'd be kind of cool if there's like a Ben 10 character. Yeah, that would be interesting. But I don't know that they have the rights to that at all. So, um, I don't know. Um, what about you, Billy? What would you, who would you like? 
Well, um, it's kind of interesting, since there's only apparently two slots left, assuming they don't make a third challenger pack. Basically, for the listeners who aren't aware, um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate has every character in the series so far, plus so far nine other additional characters like uh, Banjo and Kazooie, the Joker from Persona 5, um, I think it's Min Min from ARMS, um, Byleth from Fire Emblem Heroes, Steve from Minecraft, Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII, just various characters from other franchises that aren't specifically Nintendo ones. Like, there's other characters like Mega Man, Castlevania, Final Fantasy, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Street Fighter, all that. I'm hoping for a Sora from Kingdom Hearts, because I really like that oh, series. yeah. That would be really cool, actually. Yeah, it's just something that I've really wanted for a while since I've been playing the games and thought it would be pretty interesting, even though it's like owned by Disney, so I know that's not super likely. Uh, I mean, I guess they did have a Microsoft and a... Uh, and, uh, well, I guess they've technically had two Microsoft characters since, like, Banjo and Kazooie and uh, Minecraft are, like, owned by them, I'm pretty sure, and, like, other characters from other series. And I've also been hoping for either Dante from Devil May Cry, since I also enjoy those games, or Crash Bandicoot, obviously, because I like those games. But, uh, yeah, those are pretty interesting to think about. Um, I- I'm sure since I, there are so many other characters, like uh, Spyro or the Doom guy that I... As long as, like, some of those get in, I'm pretty okay with that. Uh, Sora is, like, my main one. Like, otherwise, I'm not too concerned. Just as long as he's in, that'd be nice. Um, I'm not sure when they're all going to be released, though, those last two. So I'll figure it out eventually. But um, uh, to your Mega Man thing, I uh, I don't play it as much. Like, when I was in, like high school I used to be like really into it like I think maybe a little bit too into it I'm not sure if I ever like annoyed people by talking about it too much um I really don't know I gotta be honest but uh it the Mega Man series is something I've been playing a lot of in the past uh, Mega Man 3 specifically is one of my favorite games ever uh it like in terms of like top five it's like number two only beat by Final Fantasy 4 is like my favorite game ever just because I just find it really enjoyable. Um, there's like a whole lot of series within Mega Man. There's the classic series, the uh, then other like subsections within it, like the Game Boy series. Uh, there's like five games for it that are mainly based off the NES ones. Um, there's the X series, the Zero series, the Legend series, ZX, uh, Battle Network. Um, Star Force, all these different ones that are really complicated. Um, I, I know I probably mentioned it like a lot, like I said, in high school. Uh, it, it was usually like interesting if someone else brought it up, like when I was around. Um, I know I, this is really funny. I think like uh, Grayson, I'm sure you know him, he was like fixing like a light in uh in one of the science classes i was in with him and someone else like suggested to like jump up like a mega man and i thought that was pretty funny because i guess if it's something that i talk about it's not as funny because it's a lot more expected for me to do that um if it's someone else who mentions it i think is a little bit different because it's not as anticipated i don't know that that, that's just my point of view on it i just think it's pretty funny um, I think I, like, stopped talking about it, like, a little bit more just because I didn't know if people thought I was bringing it too much, because I do kind of think about, like, back to that, like, since it's been a while, I don't know if a lot of people got annoyed at that, and I 
I'm sure it doesn't matter now since like we've been graduated from high school for several years now. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but uh, it is like I said something I think about. Like, did I mention that too much? Is that what people really remember me for? I talk about this a little bit more on the Impaired Upstairs podcast I was in a while ago. I think it's actually just like ten days ago the episode was out, but uh, it's it's just amusing to think about like. Do people think of me as the Mega Man guy or video game guy or something like that? Um, I kind of don't want people to think of me like that, but it's it's not something... I guess this episode and other ones don't really help that case exactly, because I'm pretty knowledgeable on that. And I spend a lot of time like within the days or weeks just playing that and enjoying it and talking about it with other people, so... I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling a lot. I'm I'm sure this conversation was not going where you thought it would, but it's <laughs> something interesting to me. No, Billy, I like it. I uh, I just remembered in high school that it was something that you were really good at, and I was like, honestly, very impressed because you like not only were very knowledgeable, but like you also were good at it. You know, it wasn't like you ca- you had the you could back it up you know it wasn't just it wasn't just like oh yeah this is a cool thing but you actually had like reason to for it to be a cool thing (laughs) i guess yeah i I think i get what you're talking about i'm i'm like halfway sure i don't know yeah i don't know maybe i'm being confusing now that's all right i don't mind (laughs) Uh, did you want to mention any other like gaming thing? Because I think we've already been going for, like forty something minutes now. Or do you want to? It's like midnight for you. Do you just want to go to bed? Um, I actually wanted to talk about. Um, I think maybe there was one more thing I wanted to mention. Oh, it was this, Billy, and it's not actually technically about gaming, but it is about Billy's past. And okay, let's you, see if it's that embarrassing somehow. <laughs> well, you talked about um, what people remember you for, and right. honestly, for me, I remember Billy as not. I mean, he was a he was a section leader in choir, an expert um, gamer, is my uh, is, as I do say so myself. <laughs> um, yes, that too. Um, but also, uh, what I remember Billy for is his, he did lunchtime lecture series. I did like three of them in middle school. I know, but it was like so iconic. Um, yeah, so it was just like really, really cool because Billy talked about, uh, the three separate topics and they were kind of based around like spicy type things I feel like, like I think one of them was about the sun I think one of them was about Minecraft and I, I don't remember what the other one was about I, I about can't remember travel. that was your yeah. most iconic one Billy because you also talked about it again at graduation I think I probably did. I it, it's been a while. It's been like seven something years since that's happened, so <laughs> I'm struggling to remember some details. Dude, no, totally. I 
I hear you. Like, people will bring up stuff about high school, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember that. Sorry, bro. <laughs> but, no, I, I think that I think that that's, like, a really cool and standout fact about, um, about, uh, Billy is that he, like, literally in middle school, like, and he, you had a lot of people that would come to him, like, we would get a special pass and stuff, and I think in my wallet I still might have the, uh, Billy's lunchtime lecture hall pass. Yeah, it's literally just a black and white picture of my face. So it's it's not it just says hall pass above it. I'm I know I have several of them. Um it's it's kind of weird. Uh just like I don't know if anyone has actually kept those and if so I'm kind of wondering why to an extent. Um maybe just as a memento of uh Ben. I, I it's just it's kind of funny. It's how a lot of people like got to know me a little bit more, so I'm appreciative of that. Um, I, I like how doing Billy it. Famous in his time in middle school. It, yeah, the most important time of my life. It went <laughs> downhill most, after that. The most I peaked in middle school. <laughs> uh, um, okay, I. Yeah. No, Billy's super awesome. Um, uh, I try. I love. Do you mind if I give it? Hmm? Uh, okay, I want to say this one. This one thing. This one thing, and then uh, what you were gonna say. Okay. But I just love. I have friends that will like listen to my podcast and like they'll talk about it, and then they'll be like, they always ask me about you. They're always <laughs> like. Who is this Billy guy? He's so funny. Or like, you're, you know how the at the podcast like synopsis kind of thing. It's like, have you ever wanted to hear two amazing guys talk? Well, now you can. <laughs> it's just like so funny, and I've had multiple people come up to me and ask me about it. So, and I'm like, that's all Billy, dude. That's just Billy. He's Billy. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's. Uh... It kind of funny, I think. Uh, I just the description for the podcast. I just thought it would be interesting to be like, well, this is not unique in any possible way because I already know there are people of two guys or some number of guys talking on a podcast. <laughs> I was like, well, this oversaturated market. Uh, yes, this is unique for us. So I, I think it. I think it's funny. I guess other people do too. So that's nice to hear. Yeah. Um, let's see. The only thing I wanted to mention, I was thinking, since this has been more of a gaming episode, uh, we can stop after this. But I was thinking about giving a spacewalk or space fact of the day about uh, about a gaming thing that is related to space, even okay. though it's not real, obviously. So it doesn't fully count. But uh, okay. I, I don't also, care. I have one too that is like kind of on the same thing theme. So. You can do a double space fact if you want. Okay, sounds about good then. Okay, ready for the intro? Yes. Space fact. Yeah. So, this is, if any of you played the Metroid series, you can know I'm talking about, SR388. So, this made its debut, I'm pretty sure, in Metroid 2. I know there's another planet on... uh, no, no, it was Planet Zebus that was the first game, I'm pretty sure. 
then SR388 was the homeworld of the Metroids, the namesake of the character uh, title. It's the title of the game, okay? I don't know how to say it, alright? So, they these are these, like, jellyfish creatures that suck out your brains. Well, at least your head part. And then they kill you. You only get away from them by shooting them with ice missiles. Well, I guess that's in Metroid Fusion's case. In ice, and then shooting them with missiles afterwards to blow up their icy shell when it freezes over because you hit them with it or you use a morph ball bomb to get them off you but you can't kill it with that so these things live on the planet of sr388 now samus blew this up in like an hour's time she blew up a planet uh so that was a pretty fun time so it's gone there's uh lots of uh, probably space debris out there from that planet that she blew up so that's pretty interesting. Uh, it's the homeworld of the Metroids where they get to evolve into the Alpha, um, Beta, uh, uh, the other Greek alphabet names that I'm spacing out on. Omega, Zeta, I think it was. Gamma, stuff like that. I don't think there's Epsilon or uh, 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 Lamp Post. That's actually not a Greek uh, or whatever it was. It was just something that's in front of me right now that I thought would work for a alphabet level anyway level i'm not speaking very coherently see this is what happens when you let me talk i just start to lose it all right it's noted do not let billy talk wait that's basically what our entire podcast is is billy talking well half of it at least the other half is you talking (laughs) oh that's fine that's fine I'm not allowed to talk, so you'd better continue on. Wait, Billy, you're done? Um, I don't know. Like, I wasn't going anywhere with that. I, I just wanted to talk about Metroid 2, all right? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and by extension, it's remake, uh, Metroid Samus Returns, because the it was the same planet in the remade game. I don't remember. Did that one get blown up? I don't, I don't remember. A lot of them do. I have like, no most idea. of the games end with a explosion sequence there's a game metroid prime there's like talon 4 i don't know where the other three went i'm sure samus probably blew them up too uh lots of blowing up planets really gotcha okay well what i want to talk about is something that a lot of people have been freaking out about lately i don't know if you guys have witnessed this at all billy but here in southern utah and in texas and couple of other places it's been a really huge deal the past couple of days or the past couple of weeks even um so <laughs> elon musk has about 60 starlink satellites in orbit right now and um he has them all lined up and people freak out because they're like oh my gosh it's a ufo it's aliens but no it's just elon musk testing testing out his um satellites in in space (laughs) um so he has them all lined up and so you can imagine how 60 star looking things moving in a straight line just across the horizon like or well across kind of the zenith I don't really know just like above your head 
that can be really distracting and disconcerting to people. In fact, there was literally like 3,000 people, I believe, that that called in to the Houston, um, the Houston, uh, like, police force and the news station, and they were all reporting UFOs and had videos and pictures and all these things, but really, it's just Elon Musk's, be, like, doing rich people things, you know? <laughs> so, I just thought that was really funny, kind of a space fact, is that, um, it, I, and I thought that it was Morse code, honestly, I was like, oh, look at that, it's Morse code, but I, it, he just had them lined up, and over time, they've gotten more and more spaced out, and so some of them have stained better, have remained closer together while others have grown farther apart and so it kind of takes the form of Morse code but in reality is not but yeah I just thought that was a pretty interesting space fact and uh, if you're freaking out about the UFOs that are flying around above your head it's actually just Elon Musk and his Starlink satellites well you see I was thinking it was like braille like in the sky which would be really ironic because (laughs) blind people couldn't see it that's my theory oh Billy yeah you know what that makes probably the most sense of anything so yeah funny thing about braille in pokemon leaf green and fire red in one of the sevi islands you have to open up a door but how do you open this up well you have to read braille but the screen on a game boy advance or really any of them you can't actually tell what braille is from uh like just like putting your finger on it because like it's a it's a game screen so (laughs) you can't there's like no bumps on it so you just have to know what braille is which you wouldn't need to know unless you were blind but if you're blind you probably couldn't play the game (laughs) because you can't see it Uh, i don't know I, i just thought of that because this is like the this type of episode is based on that kind of gaming thing more than normal yeah that's so funny, Billy. I love that. <laughs> oh. Was there anything you want to talk about before the episode ends, or do you want to go to bed now? No, bed sounds good. All right, you know, <laughs> when I think about bed, uh, I think about, like, sheep when you're counting sheep, which reminds me of Mega Man 10, because there's a robot master named Sheep Man. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, Sheep Man, I think he's the only uh, animal-based, well, animal-named character in the classic franchise. Other characters in the X series are based off of animals, but he's the only classic one that I'm aware of. Why is he called Sheep Man, Billy? Because he looks like a sheep, I I, I don't know what to tell you. That's it? Does he have, like, wool on him or something? Yeah. So he actually just kind of looks like a sheep. Yeah, pretty much. If sheep had arms and legs and could shoot lightning. (laughs) Which I don't think they can. Oh, they do? Wow. Yeah, pretty regularly. That's why being a sheep farmer is like one of the most dangerous professions. Like a shepherd. Dude, shepherds get paid a lot of money because of that. Yeah, they're lightning proof in case you didn't know, listeners. Shepherds are lightning proof. Um, yeah, 
But uh, anyways, you know, I actually heard a cool saying that I just want to share before I go to bed. All right. And we, well, before we also end the episode, because while you're listening to this, it might be not time for bed. (laughs) I didn't think about that. Um, But for us, it is. So, uh, instead of counting sheep, try talking to the shepherd. And that's just in reference to, like, Christ, because Christ is commonly known as, like, the good shepherd, because, yeah, like, we're his sheep, basically. So that was just a cool thought, a cool thought, thought saying that I heard a long while back, but I thought it was really cool and worth sharing. You know, that reminds me actually, I, I was thinking about Noah's Ark when you mentioned that. It's funny because there's a, there's a mod for Doom on the SNES called Super Noah's Ark 3D, which has you um, like slingshotting animals as Noah through what? Doom levels. Oh my gosh, please explain more before we end the episode. Look, I don't know how to explain it any better than I just did. You you, you <laughs> shoot animals with a slingshot in an area that looks like a really spacious... It's a ship, okay? It's really large. That's, that's the <laughs> thing I'm trying to say. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, Billy. Yeah, usually I don't try to like reference games as much, but it, it's the it's the theme of the episode, so I figure I'm gonna try to link everything I can at this point. It's a game episode. Speaking of that. Link, the Legend of Zelda's main <laughs> character is also named Link, which is really weird because he's the one doing the adventuring, not Zelda. It's just kind of weird. It's so true. Zelda's just the princess, and I always growing up, I was like, wait. I had the hardest time understanding that, mostly because I didn't actually play the games very much, but I was like, I don't understand. Why is it called Zelda if that's the princess's name? That's like calling Mario, Super Mario Bros. Peach. <laughs> you know, Peach reminds me of Resident Evil 2 because they Wait, both have women. Resident Evil 2? <laughs> uh, they just have women in the game at some point. Oh my gosh. Oh, that also reminds me of a game called Call of Duty. That's a game that's very popular. (laughs) (laughs) There's also female characters in that game. You know, that reminds me of um, uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, because it's a video game. (laughs) That reminds me of Pong, because it was the first video game. That doesn't remind me of anything. <laughs> okay, I think we should end the episode now. <laughs> well, with that, this is Ben and Billy signing off. Oh, yeah.